Blog Talk Radio. To Kentucky basketball across the bluegrass with Benny and Lee. I'm Benny and he's Lee out Paducah. I'm over here around Ashland. We're just uh, hanging out and social distancing and doing our thing. It's been a pretty good day, Lee. I went fishing today. Called me a big nice one, six pounder, and a couple more, but uh, that was the biggest one. And uh, we had a good day. And uh, I guess I should have known it was going to be a good day when we found. Ten dollars laying on the boat ramp. <laughs> well, that paid for your trip, probably, didn't it? Yeah, gas pretty cheap these days. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I filled up yesterday for just a little over thirty dollars, and it's you know, a pretty big gas tank. So, and and yeah, we're social distancing. I think we're far enough apart, Benny. From west Western Kentucky to Eastern Kentucky, I don't think Governor Butcher would have a problem with us at all. No, he might not like me going fishing. I don't know, but I mean, I don't figure it hurts anything to go fishing. There ain't nobody around you. I mean, you know, the boat's twenty foot long, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. As long as you stay in the front and the back, that's right. Well, hey, folks, we've got a great show lined up today. And we have a very special guest coming on shortly, um, former Kentucky player Travis Ford. We also have Jerry Lawrence coming on. He was one of the winners of the Dan Issel jersey back earlier in the season. And also John Hammonds from SEC Sports Talk. So a great show lined up. And we know a lot of people out there right now are looking for things to do. And we hope you're spending time with your families and, and finding out uh, about simpler things again, and that's what I've been doing. I mean, it's neat to get back to the basics a little bit in this time of confusion and, and uncertainty, but but it is is great to spend time with your family and, and enjoy the simpler things of life again. But hopefully this thing gets past us and we can get back to a normal life. Without a doubt, and I'm excited to have Travis on today. He's one of my heroes from, from growing up. You know, I love Travis. I mean, which I say growing up, me and Travis are probably about the same age, but I watched him I watched him grow up, let's put it that way. <laughs> and uh Man. you know, I just uh I'm just excited. We've had some we've had some people on here that's really excited about him and Tony Dells and, and and countless others. I mean it's it's been a fun thing since we started doing this and and I'm with you on on the hoping we get back to normal and you know, I couldn't wait to go back to work and now that I'm back to work I'm nervous every day at work. I don't know. It's just it's just weird times we live in. But it is what it is, and hopefully everybody's safe. And what's that? Yeah, I was going to say there's just some confusion out there because I'm you know I saw a lot of uh, feedback on Twitter today. Some people going back to work. So if there's something I missed. And I listen to Governor Bashir's uh, address to, to Kentucky every day, and. But I'm not sure what what's going on. I know some people are saying they're going back to work and they're a little bit concerned. And, and one fellow said, you know, he had one of the coworkers that actually passed away from the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. So there there are a lot of people out there scared and confused. And I, I just there's some confusion on my part. Just you know, I thought that non-essential businesses were not to be open right now. So 
you know, I, I don't have any clarity on that, and I'm kind of asking people out there if you have any idea. Please call into the show. We'd like to hear from you if you have any idea what something I missed or what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I haven't been on social media much today because I've been I've been on the lake all day. But I, yeah, I, I've been going. I was quarantined for 14 days, and then I went back to work because I had I had had some symptoms and had been on a cruise and yada yada yada. And, and they just didn't want me around, which I don't really blame them. <laughs> and now, now that that's over, and my my test was good, and and I went back to work because I'm essential, obviously, uh, working yeah. in the trucking industry. But you know, it's uh, like I say, it's just weird. You know, everybody that walks through that door, you're just you're just wondering, mm. <laughs> does he have it? And I know it's awful, but it's it's what goes through your mind when you know. He's just like wow, and it's it's crazy times. But we have not we have very little sports to talk about. I mean, I guess they had WrestleMania, and I have no idea what happened because I'm not a wrestling guy like you are. I mean, I used to watch it when I was younger, but I don't watch it watch it religiously now. You know, same with me. And that was when my son was growing up, and we we had a lot of interest in it. You know, and it. it, it to me, it's kind of you know one of those younger generation things, and 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 for for younger, you know, kids, it's a little bit exciting then. But no, I don't watch it either. I was kind of seeing a little bit of it on Twitter, some of the posts, but I don't even know a lot of these wrestlers now. You know, I went to a, and just to tell you how much has changed here is we went to the Mayfield, Kentucky Walmart yesterday, and they have they have one single entrance and one single exit, and I'm thinking, you know social distancing, why would you not have both exits, entrances to the store open? They're kind of cramming everybody into one area. But it, it was just surreal and we even went to the Benton, Kentucky Walmart because there was a, a birthday cake that we were looking for, an Oreo birthday cake uh, for Carmen's daughter. And, and you know, But they didn't have it at Mayfield. We went to Benton. But, you know, the funny thing about it is, is, is just in there, it just felt so strange for the first time to me it felt very strange and how i wanted to stay away from people and and there were younger people are in there on their cell phones shopping and talking but this is how we spread the this is how we spread this virus it, it is through through speaking coughing sneezing so you know i i was forcing myself to keep my mouth closed the whole time even though carmen's saying hey uh you want this you want that i said carmen you've got to stop talking you've got to stop talking but but honestly, that's how you have to do it. And we we did have masks, but still, there was that concern there. But it, it's just everything society changed so much since this has happened. And but then but then going back to uh, but what you were saying is is you know back to the simpler things. It's just hopefully this does get buys and, and we can get back to a normal life. We got a caller coming in. Let's see what this is. <laughs> Welcome to Kentucky Basketball Welcome. Across the Bluegrass. You're on with Biddy and Lee. Huh, they hung up. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But anyway, it was a weird number, so I'd say it was probably one of the Tennessee fans. <laughs> Tennessee buddies. <laughs> It was a one 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 one. <laughs> but I was gonna let them go because uh, any kind of entertainment is is uh, fun these days. But 
Yeah, it's better than no entertainment. It is surreal. They they have the one line in our Walmart as well, and we actually need a few things, and I just haven't been able to get them because every time I go over there, five million people there, and I'm just not going in with five million people. I'm just not doing it. It's just ridiculous to me. Now, it is. And, and, you know, we let's talk a little bit more on uh, you're talking about the wrestling thing and, and the younger generation and my son. And I can tell you a little bit about him growing up in basketball. And uh, Travis Ford did a, did a camp in Paducah several years ago. And I think my son was probably eight years old. And we went to it. Travis was still the coach at Eastern Kentucky. And, and what a job he did with and he brought some of his players with it. But what a fantastic little camp they did and and really uh spent a lot of time with the kids and showed them a lot of things and it, it's a testament to Travis and, and what he means to Kentucky and how much he loves Kentucky and, and um he hasn't forgotten his roots and, and it, you know, his success as a coach is outstanding and I can't be more proud of somebody than, than that. And uh, and I definitely call him a, a friend and, and a former Wildcat. And, uh, and hopefully we're going to have him on here in the next few minutes. Yeah, he was a heck of a player. Now. He can shoot the daggone ball. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, I guess Ashton Hagens is headed to the NBA and not going to return. I guess I've seen that on Twitter today. I don't know if anybody else. You say I've been out of the loop today. I don't know if anybody else has declared – coming back or not. I don't think so. I think Ashton's the only one so far. I mean, we're pretty certain that Nick Richards is going to depart, and he should, even though some of the projections don't show him on the, the lottery board or the, the, the draft board very high, but, and, and I'm surprised by that. Uh, I think there's a lot of partly because of what's going on. I don't think there have been a lot of updates to be honest with you. But I could be wrong because I, I, I felt all year like quickly as a first-round pick. We'll see. I think he's close yeah. to the first round anyway. But I'm kind of hoping he comes back. I really do. I think quickly could uh, could gain some could gain a few spots by coming back and playing some point because he's probably going to have to play some point if he comes back right. next year because – you know, I ask you, he's a he's a five star kid, a great kid, but he's he's also like Johnny Juzang a year early. He he, he yeah. uh, reclassified, so it's gonna be tough on him. And and that that roster was looking really good for so long, and now I just don't know. I mean, I I have faith in Cal Perry. I know he's got something up his sleeve, but if EJ departs, man, we're gonna be hurting inside. I mean, we we just I don't know. I may have to do some small ball, but like I say, there's the grad tra- there's the grad transfers, and then there's probably going to be a rule change with the one time deal where you can transfer anywhere you want to without penalty. So for Calipari, I'm sure he knows more than we know, and he's holding out for something, and he's always got something up his sleeve. He always manages to find a way. Well, I'm kind of you know. Wonder how much Calipari is in contact with his players right now, and and I know, and I agree with you there, Benny, that you know he has something up his sleeve just because that's just John Calipari, and he, and you never know, and I think he's somewhat 
expects the unexpected, but I don't think he really knows who's leaving and who's staying. I think he has a good idea who is leaving from his standpoint and his advice to the players personally. But I think there's some that he actually says, you know, come back. And, and, you know, John Calipari always encourages the players to test the draft waters just to see what they tell you, the feedback you get back from the scouts and, and everybody at the camp. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, you know what do you call it? It's, you can't even use a crystal ball on this thing because there's there's no prediction there. We it's uncertain for everybody, and I don't think anybody has a clear cut answer. Clear cut answer. We we all just try to guess who's leaving, and we try to read a lot into it. And but I think you're right. I think it's just because everything's just dead right now. But you know you can argue the the fact that when Nick Richards was in the in the game this year for Kentucky they were such a better team even on his off games they were a better team when he was in the game and i just don't see how he falls out of the first round but a lot of them are saying now that he he's not even in the first round so it, it's kind of surprising to me because i didn't see too many dominant big men in in college basketball this year i think Nick will make it I just hope for for everything in me. I hope EJ Montgomery doesn't declare. Well, I mean, I don't care if he tests the waters, but I mean, I hope he doesn't go pro because he was so close to breaking out. And if he comes back, man, it's going to help him so much. And I think I we mean, get a little greedy as Kentucky fans. You know, I think we get greedy sometimes as Kentucky fans. I mean, we'd love to have all of the kids back this year, you know, and it's just going to make a stronger case for winning a championship, and that's what we all want. And a lot of people aren't satisfied until we hang a banner. But, you know, you look back at some of the great teams at Kentucky that didn't win, I'll tell you what, we've got some teams that did not win championships at Kentucky that, to me, resonate strongly more than some of the teams that actually hung banners. And and you can say what you want. Well, it was a down year. It was this, that. But we've had some really great teams at Kentucky, and and we love them all. Yeah, you know, any true Kentucky fan loves every team that goes out on that floor for you any season. And, and, you know, Travis Ford is a great example of that, the teams he represented at Kentucky. I mean, they they went toe-to-toe with anybody out there. And, you know, a break or two here and there, you know, costs you from going to the championship game or even winning a championship. So, Kentucky, year in, year out, is always there. And, and that's that's what's awesome about being a, a Kentucky fan and, and growing up in Kentucky is because we, we always have a team that's competing with the best. I agree 100%, you know, and, and probably that 2015 team, may very well be a top five team all time. I mean, you know, and uh, and a 2010 team, it's way up there as well. They're, uh, they're really good. And, uh, you know, like I say, there's, there's a lot of teams that haven't won championships that are really good. That's why it's right. so hard to win one. I mean, you can say what you want to say, and I'm going to dial up Travis here. And, yeah, uh, I was going to say, that might have been him trying to get in a minute ago. I don't know. 
And, uh, well, we got another one coming in here. I don't know how that's going to work trying to call out and bring one in at the same time. That's probably him. Hello? on uh, Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass with Benny and Lee. Well, hello. I don't know what's. Yep. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Go right ahead. I'm going to introduce our next guest. He is from Madisonville, Kentucky. I don't At think Kentucky that's him. Records. Oh, he's not on. No. <laughs> well. Well, coronavirus has, has our uh, coronavirus has us <laughs> locked up. Just and that, that's the that's the fun thing about doing a live show without any anybody bringing the calls in for us. We don't have any buffer zone. It's just being me and Benny live, and that's it. Yes, sir. There's no doubt. It always goes like this when we have a guest that we really want to talk to. That's how it always goes. <laughs> It's never stopped us though. I mean, we're determined, just like any Kentucky Wildcat, and we're, we're going to get it. We're going to get it together. We got all day. I mean, what what else is anybody doing besides pushing? Oh, here's Travis calling me now. He's calling me now. Okay. Right. Okay, just have him call this number. And uh, yeah, welcome to live radio, folks. <laughs> we were we were really. Uh, Really excited to talk to Travis, and like I say, it always goes this way, but it is what it is, but we'll have him on here momentarily. I'm sorry for the delay. I know you guys want to hear from Travis. You hear from us plenty, and uh, it is what it is, but like I say, the phone hey, line sometimes. Anyway, I'm, I'm back, Benny, and he, he is trying to call in, and he could hear us, but I guess we couldn't hear him, so he's calling back in. Okay, dokie. So, and then we'll go. When I give you the so cue, you just enter. When I give you the cue, you just introduce him, and we'll go from there. And here he's calling now, and I'm going to click right. it right now. So you should be getting him now. Our next, can you hear me? Yeah, hey, yeah, we can hear you just fine. Right. Our our next guest is from Madisonville, Kentucky. At Kentucky, he set records for single-game assists and three-point field goals in a season. He was All-SEC in 93 and 94 and was named the Southeast Region's Most Outstanding Player in the 1993 NCAA Tournament. He was a team member of the Unforgettables. He has had an amazing coaching career at Campbellsville, Eastern Kentucky, UMass, and Oklahoma State, and is the current head coach at St. Louis University. Please welcome former Kentucky Wildcat, Travis Ford. Welcome to the show, Travis. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. Hey, not a problem. It's a ple- it's our honor. Uh, we only have problems when we're talking to people we really want to talk to. That's the guy I thought was true. We had problems with Tony Dale. <laughs> but that's how it goes, you know. Travis, we're blaming it on the coronavirus. Honestly, we're blaming it on the coronavirus. And and, absolutely, as crazy as these times are, just give us a give us an idea in the uh, in a in a day of Travis Ford during this 
pandemic? What are you guys doing? Are are you enjoying like the simpler times and, and getting back to the basics? What are you guys doing every day? Well, you know, this is a challenging time for everybody and difficult and obviously a lot of uncharted water uh, what we're going through. Um, but the positive side of it is I do have my whole family together. You know, I've got uh, my wife and I have three children. Uh, my oldest is uh, a sophomore in college and uh, Brooks who goes to Mizzou. I've got a senior in high school. My daughter's a senior and then I've got a sophomore boy in high school. And as you can imagine, usually everybody's a uh, going every which direction you rarely see each other but uh, we've had an incredible time spending time together for the last couple of weeks uh, and it's been great uh, wonderful family time um, right. but besides that you know we're trying to you know communicate as much as we can with our team we're doing it through zoom where we're all on video conference together and we can see each other and um, I'm doing that with my team. I'm doing that with my coaches on a daily basis. My players are having tutors uh, by video conference. Uh, we're doing actually uh, my strength and conditioning coach is trying to get them moving again through video conference. So my days are filled up pretty good between uh, still trying to work as much as possible from home and just uh, a lot of family time. Right, and and thank you for fitting us in because it, this means a lot to us, really. Yeah, we really no, appreciate it. No, my pleasure. It. I, I I enjoy it. My pleasure. I appreciate you guys asking me. Yeah, it's a it's it's a cool thing. We 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 started this podcast and it's it's grown more than we thought it would. We've talked to some people we didn't think we'd ever talk to, and you would be one of them. And. Uh, like I said, I said earlier, I said I think me and Travis are the same age, but I said I watched him growing up at Kentucky. But, but I guess he was growing up at Kentucky as well, you know, and it's yeah, it's something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time flies, that's for sure. So, Travis, you know, there are so many things out there, and in, in, in we just, uh, you know, you have a neat history, a unique history to me, and, uh, and that, that's been, you know, uh, with your dad, Eddie, and, and growing up in, in Kentucky. And, I mean, he's actually – and for me, I'm, I'm a West Paducah uh, Heath boy. I'm a Heath boy. I'm a country boy from out here away in western Kentucky. So I had a lot of admiration for you, and, and we loved our western Kentucky guys, you know what I mean? So you coming from, you know, maximum North Hopkinsville, North Hopkins, uh, but your dad – his roots were strong in Western Kentucky at Murray State, and he actually even had a, a stand. I'm actually in Mayfield now, so um, he actually coached down here at Cuba High School, little, little high school in Graves County. So some great teams, man. I mean, you had uh, Cuba, you had Sedalia, you had a lot of great teams down here, and you went to Western County. So yeah, no was, question. Uh, you know, some I'm, of my, it, you know, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Travis. Go ahead, buddy. Well, you know, you bring up Western Kentucky, and obviously it's uh, very, 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 very special to me. And, you know, I still spend a lot of time down in Kentucky and Blake Barkley in the summer times. And, uh, you know, my dad speaks very fondly about his days, my mom and dad's days in Cuba. Um, that was some of his favorite times. Um, he still keeps in contact with some of those players. Uh, and, you know, he shared a lot of great memories of his times there. 
Um, in Western Kentucky, I, it's uh, God's country. I tell you, I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, my mom, my dad, my sister all went to Murray State University. Uh, yep. And, you know, growing up in Madisonville, as you mentioned, um, you know, was uh, still my best friend, still lives in Madisonville, and I uh, still have very strong ties uh, to, to that area. So, uh, it definitely is a very, very special place, I would agree. Now, how was it planned for your dad? And, and tell us, you know, about some of your toughest games in high school because you, you had some battles. And, and, you know, you had one, one Marshall County team got in your way one year that you guys probably would have been cutting down the nets. Yeah, you know, we, we had some really good teams uh, at Madisonville. Went to three state cha- uh, state tournaments uh, my sophomore, junior, senior year. Uh, you know, I think second region is probably one of the toughest regions in the state. I'm probably a little biased, but it's just, a, a, yep. a I think, an extremely difficult region. Um, but always had great, uh, you know, tough games, whether it be against Marshall County or you had games against Graves County. Alan Hatcher is one that I thought, it, you know, had some battles against those guys. Alan Hatcher, I thought, was one of the great high school coaches uh, in the state of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, just a great high school coach. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, ran up against Marshall County in the state tournament uh, one year. Uh, you know, Apollo beat us one year. Probably the team I thought our best team was my junior year. It was actually one of the years they had the state tournament at Freedom Hall. If you'll remember back when they were switching it back and forth, yeah. uh, yes. alternating it, we actually, you know, I thought we had the best team in the state that year. And I think a lot of people would agree uh, my junior year, but uh, we fell short against Apollo uh, in, in the state tournament. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great memories of high school basketball in the state. Uh, you know, in our region, you got the Hopkinsvilles, the Christian Counties, and University Heights was just yeah. coming on. Uh, yes, you know, you got Henderson. It, it's just it was second region was just uh, you know really really tough uh, and exciting region. It was tough, and and the Marshall County team that that had Dan Lange, and I can't remember. I think there was another Vanderbilt player. Uh, yeah. I can't think of that. There was another one. Uh, well, Marshall Lange. County had Dan Hall, Dan Hall, who I grew up yeah. with and got yeah. to be very good friends yeah, with. We played together a lot in the summertime. Yeah. Dan was a great Dan player. Hall. Aaron Best. I mean, there was a lot of great players, but Dan was uh, one of the best players in the state. Yeah, Dan went to Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's right. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, sure was. And Travis, not to change it up too much, but I, I read a quote from uh, Calipari that he he thought that the basketball season would start on time, which I don't know what makes him think that. And I was just I was just going to ask you what's your thoughts on that. Do you think the basketball season will start on time next year, or are you looking for some delays? Because I, personally, I kind of feel like we might have some delays if we don't get a vaccine to this crazy stuff. Well, I think anybody that's making any predictions is just being hopeful, and there's nothing wrong with that during these times. I think you got to look at some positivity, but I, I think anybody said no one knows. There's, We can all sit back and guess and hope, uh, but uh, like I said earlier, we're in totally uncharted waters. Uh, everybody across the uh, world is at this point. And to start predict, you know, a lot of people have asked that, you know, we're wondering when we're going to get back together as a basketball team. Usually we're, you know, in summer school and working out every day. My players are asking me the same questions. And 
there's absolutely no way to predict it. I, I wouldn't even, uh, that's way over my head, um, you know, way over. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it hurts for people to be positive and say, yeah, we're going to start on time and give some people, give people hope. Uh, but obviously no one, uh, no one knows when uh, things are going to get back to any type of normalcy for anybody day to day. You know, I think that we need to take this step by step. You know, uh, let's, you know, worry about basketball a little bit later sometimes. Let's worry about when we can all get back to going to work and being around our coworkers and uh, just living a normal life. And who knows, guys? Who knows when that's going to happen? We don't know. Yeah, no we the best of today, right? And, and what about your incoming players, Travis? Are, are, are you in contact with them at all? Is there any uncertainty with them and, and what lies ahead? Yeah, you know, we had signed one one young man uh, in the early signing period, uh, obviously in contact with all of our players daily. But I tell you what's interesting, guys, is we actually have a, as most teams do at this point, you got a scholarship or two available, and we would be out recruiting. We'd be meeting with these kids in their homes. We'd be meeting with them face-to-face. We would be bringing them on campus. But think about this, guy. If we're trying to recruit from the phone, that's all we're doing. You know, we're 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 trying to make we're trying to get recruits to make decisions and never even see campus, never even meet their teammates, uh, never even meet me face to face. How hard so, it is recruiting uh, on the phone. You know, it's got yeah. to be, it's crazy. It's just got to be crazy. It is. I mean, it is. Well, let me let me, let me tell you one thing. You need to get with Rick Roby because he can he, he he's in the real estate market and he can give you a virtual <laughs> tour of anything and he can probably set you up really good. On some really cool stuff. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, Travis, what what does it mean to you to be elected into the KHSAA Hall of Fame in 2015 and especially with the people you went in with? Winston Bennett, Jimmy Dan Connor, John Pelfrey, Ron Bevers. Um, what what did that mean to you? Oh, it's hard to even put in words, guys. Uh, it was one to me one of my greatest accomplishments. I was one of the things that meant the most to me. Uh, first and foremost, just because of the history. I you know I guess us and probably Indiana could argue who has the best history of high school basketball. Um, you know, we would say Kentucky does. Uh, I would say Kentucky does. I would argue our side uh, all day, every day. So for that point, such great history in the st- in our state, such great basketball in the state of Kentucky from one end to the other, from east to west, from north to south, all the great players that have been through and to be elected to go into the Hall of Fame really, uh, really, really, really meant a lot to me. And secondly, it meant a lot to go in with all those guys, but you know, John Pelfrey and I were college roommates at Kentucky uh, for a couple of years. So that really meant a lot to me uh, to go in with John. And um, so that meant a lot. But just to be recognized as one, you know, to be, to have a career, to even be recognized to go in the Hall of Fame uh, 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 just means the world to me. Well, I got to tell you, you and Mashburn, probably two of my favorites of all times. You guys had good chemistry out there together, and it was. I think that's probably there's there's two or three games I can remember through my life that that I've been the saddest, and I think that Michigan game was probably one of them. And uh, but like I say, you guys you guys left it all out there though, man. I mean, you guys, I mean, y'all brought Kentucky back. Honestly, I really believe that. I think 
you know, that whole bunch, Pelfrey and Master and you, all those guys, man, y'all brought Kentucky back because it was in a dark place when Rick came right. to Lexington. Yeah, there's no question. And it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, here lately, I don't know if you guys have been, you know, they've been playing that 92 Kentucky-Duke game yeah. a lot lately on TV. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of phone calls. And I've actually done a lot of interviews based on that game. And what you just said, I think, gets lost in it. As devastating of a game it was for Kentucky, but it might have been that game that got Kentucky back. It might have been that game oh, that said, that. all right, you know, even though we were devastated, we lost. And I hated it for the seniors and Pelfrey and, you know, Darren Feldhouse and Richie and Sean and those guys. Uh, that really was the game that got Kentucky back. Uh, and people said, all right, yep. they're going to be, you know, something to deal with. And well, then all of us players that were returning, we learned from that game, and we went on to the Final Four the next year in the Michigan game you yep. talked about, which is still, you know, uh, in in New Orleans, which was a great Final Four. Us, Michigan, Kansas, North Carolina, it was just a great Final Four. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. no, I appreciate you saying that. You know, uh, Jamal Mashburn, I've, I'll always say, is the best player I've ever played with, and not only a great player, but even a better person. Just a great person who worked hard every day, and um, – has gone on to be very, very successful in the business world. But, uh, you know, there's, you know, Jamal Mashburn was, uh, you know, I thought the best player in America his last year there, without a doubt. He got a lot of the awards, but uh, just an elite player. And what I loved about Jamal is I got to see Jamal develop from the time he walked in the door at Kentucky as, a, as he wasn't a McDonald's All-American or anything. People remember he made himself into the best player in the in America. To see him right. work every single day and develop into what he became uh, was, uh, was amazing. And, uh, again, the best player I've ever played with, that's for sure. Well, I can't he, think of still... too many guys his size at Kentucky anyway. That that could do everything that he could do. As big as he was, as strong as he was, he had a really. I mean, he had a soft touch from the outside. He was. He was. He might not have been as good a shooter as you, but he was a great shooter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he had the whole package. I mean, the only person I could even think of, and I'm not comparing him to LeBron, but he was a LeBron type. Of, you know, he could no, do it all. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. No, I don't think there's any question. Uh, Jamal was probably a little ahead of his time. He played every position. Uh, he could play the point, the two, three, four, five, he, and he played them all. He did. He brought the ball up. If I, you know, I was playing. Gosh, I think I was playing thirty-nine minutes a game the year we went to the final four. Yeah. And to give me a to give me a break at times, coach would put him would put him at the point just to give me a break, and I would run up the sideline. Um, as you mentioned, he could shoot with anybody. He could post up. He could take you off the dribble. He's a great passer. I tell my kids today that, you know, if he hadn't had his injuries, he would have went down as one of the great NBA players. He battled a lot of injuries throughout his career. But he still averaged like 16, 17 points a game for a career. Um, But if he hadn't had all the injuries, he would have went down as one of the great NBA players. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you you talk about that team and the Final Four team in in the Michigan game, and, and from a fan standpoint, and that, I'm talking about this whole season, Travis, the whole season that year. You guys, it, it just seemed like the ball was always in the hands of the right person at the right time. It, it seemed like you guys couldn't miss. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, it was just amazing to watch it. And I would love to set season game by game again. And, you know, the ball found you. 
you you buried a three. I mean, it was just like everything was meant to be. It it was a if there was ever a team of destiny, I felt that was it. And 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 it fell short. And I think we you know there were some questionable calls. And we can argue whatever we want in the overtime and and everything. But in Ashburn's foul situation, but but what a what a wonderful team. And and thank you for sharing those memories. Can you tell? Uh, you know that team. You know what they about that, that game, team. Well, one thing about that team, you know uh, that I think, uh, as you mentioned, made it an uh, an elite team. Is everybody understood who, uh, the chemistry? The pieces to the puzzle were in place. Um, you know, and what I mean by that, everybody understood their role. We all knew Jamal Masham was the best player in the country, and we knew we needed to get him the ball. Plain and simple, we needed to get him the basketball, and he made us all better. But also, I knew my job as a point guard was to run the team, make open shots, make my free throws, don't make mistakes, you know, make sure I made shots when I was open to open things up for Jamal. Then on the other wing, on a wing we had Dale Brown, who was an elite defender, who was, uh, I think, maybe defensive player of the year in the league. Uh, then you got Tony Delk, and you got Rodney Dent. You've got Roderick, uh, you know, Roderick Rhodes, you got Jared Prickett, who ended up, you know, you talk about all those freshmen. Yeah. We had uh, Tony Dell, Roderick Rhodes, all those guys were Jared yeah. Prickett. The guy who ended up yeah. starting at the end of the year and was just a great role player and ended up having a great career. Yeah. Everybody just kind of under – Jeff Brasso would come in and make shots. You know, everybody understood their role, uh, and everybody, you know, kind of played a piece to the puzzle. And uh, I think that's what's missing a lot of, a lot of times in today's basketball, you know, is making sure you have each piece. You know, everybody's got to be able to complement each other. And uh, that's, the, that's the challenge of the, trying to put together of the team today. And, and, and I, I think that, that, you that, got, that, you, that you're a coach and you probably will tread lightly on this. But me and my son, we go back and forth on this all the time. And, and I don't mean any disrespect to today's generation about it. But you guys, that's the thing. You just set a mouthful right there. You guys knew your role. And you didn't mind to play your role, and you you had basketball IQ. And, and sometimes on some of these great teams and these great athletic teams I see today, guys do not understand. They all they all think they're the man, but there's always yeah. a man, and you know what I mean. There's always a guy that is the man, yeah. and if they well, if they well, come when and I they understand that, go ahead. When I played, you know, way back then. You know, I can honestly say no one on our team, and we lived together in Wildcat Lodge. We were together 24-7. No one talked about the NBA. They never talked about it. You know, and I'm not saying that everybody wanted to make it, but it wasn't up front in your face like it is today because of social media and because of, you know, even more TV and all that. Nobody ever talked about it. You know, we really didn't. Um, It's not something that – you know, guys were just worried about trying to make Kentucky basketball, trying to win a national championship, doing everything they could in that moment. And, you you, you know, um, and I think it's true for every program now that so many kids nowadays are so focused on trying to get out of college rather than enjoying college and making the most out of college. Everybody seems to be concerned about how, how fast can I get through it or what's next rather than living in the moment, living in the moment of being able to enjoy college uh, it's just a different age for everybody. Uh, and nowadays for, it seems like every player that it's just, you know, how fast can I get to the NBA? 
and, and, you know, but that's just, I guess, the nature of social media and the, the age, the day we live in. And, and, you know, Travis, I think that one thing, you know, Kentucky's had a lot of heydays, but I'm, you touched on that too. And, and some of the players you mentioned, even Jeff Brasso, I had forgotten about Jeff Brasso somehow. But you played with so many amazing players, and, and that was one thing I was going to ask you about, and you, you mentioned them all. And did you model yourself after anybody on the team? What, was it Mashburn? Who was it? And and, and one other thing I want to ask you is um, during the game, you were on the bench. You, di- you, didn't, you didn't see a lot of time in the game, and we talk about the game all the time. And, and I know you've been asked about this a lot, but during the game, what did Patino tell the guys in the in the timeouts late in the game in the overtimes? And what was the bench like? Because you were there. What was the bench like? And what were you guys thinking? From your opinion, what did you see and what were you feeling? I mean, that that was one of the most amazing games, probably the most amazing game ever played in college basketball, in my opinion. The greatest game I ever played, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. It's one of the great – Forget about tournament games. Just one of the great college games of all times. Um, and, you know, again, I think it was the beginning of kind of the resurrection of Kentucky basketball after going through some dark days and Coach Patino brought it out of those days uh, back into the forefront and made it, you know, made it back to one of the great, if not the great, greatest basketball program in America. Um, you know, the, what's interesting, again, that game, what people forget, we weren't even supposed to be in that game. You know, this was supposed to be a total – first of all, we weren't even supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to be in the Elite Eight. People thought we were going to get beat two games maybe before that. And then all of a sudden we're playing against Duke, who's the number one team in the country. It wasn't even supposed to be a game. It was supposed to be a no-brainer. Duke's going to roll over Kentucky. Kentucky's been as far as they could, you know, things like that. Um, so, you know, it was supposed to have just been a blowout. And to turn around that, you know, Duke ended up having to play the more perfect game than even we had to play in order to beat us. But as you watch the game, you can see the benches into it the whole time. We very rarely ever sit down. Everybody's standing up pretty much the whole time. And, you know, the timeouts uh, with Coach were were never any different then as they were every game. He is the master tactician, the master motivator, Um, you know, I, I think the best that there is. Um, you know, he is coaching every single second of the game. He's coaching every single time out. You even go back to a lot of people like to talk about the 30, you know, the 34 point comeback, 31 point comeback. We had at LSU my senior year. People ask me, what was he saying? He was coaching every single second of the game. It was never about the score. So no different than the Duke Kentucky game, uh, just, uh, you know, coaching every single second made so many great calls. A lot of people like to talk about, uh, putting the guy on the ball, not putting the guy on the ball. Well, of course you're going to talk about it because it ended up not working at the time, but that has nothing to do with it as a, you know, right. um, it, it goes back yeah. to should you foul up three at the end of the game or should you not? Well, you know, it's 50-50. I mean, if it works, you did the right call. If it didn't, you should have done the other thing. I mean, it's it's always easy to second guess, but uh, it was it was just, again, a great college game. That's for sure. You you played 10, 15 minutes in that game, didn't you? I remember still you. I did. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you did. Right. It's my sophomore year, and I, I think I got 12, 13, like you said, 14, 15 minutes. Some I was playing on a bad knee. I was actually end up having knee surgeries like 
three or four days after the uh, that game mm-hmm. was over, uh, and broke my kneecap early back in the exhibition games, actually. Yeah, I, th- I thought you played. I remember the steal you had on early that he was coming at you, which I never, I don't know, I guess just because I never liked Hurley or Lakner. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 Travis, you, you've had a great coaching career, and, and you've had some amazing stops. And, it, and, and what, to me, strikes me funny is you, you actually coached UMass. That's where John Calipari coached. And, and in Oklahoma State, where Eddie Sutton coached. So you and you coached at two schools at two Kentucky Hall of Fame coaches that coached at. So uh, when are we going to see you in the Hall of Fame as a coach? Because you're doing a lot of good things in St. Louis and, and everywhere you've been. And and what what is St. Louis doing for you? Because I'll tell you what, I mean, in Western Kentucky, I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan. I used to buy the season tickets and uh, – yeah, a lot of opportunities there for you as a family. I mean, that, that's a great city, great environment there. Um, how do you like it in St. Louis? I'm loving it. Uh, my family's loving it. It's it's uh, It was a great next stop. I tell you, the support we've gotten, we sell out almost every game, and we've got one of the best arenas in the country, Shapitz Arena is uh, just an electric, almost NBA-type atmosphere, and we're packing it every night. Uh, we took over a very, very tough situation. Um, you know, the A-10, the Atlantic 10 is one of the great leagues in, in, in America, but, you know, when we took over, they'd finished in last place two years in a row, uh, and we built it back up in year three, which was year before last. We actually go to the NCAA tournament. We take our team to the tournament in last year's, in last year's uh, NCAA tournament. This year uh, – you know, uh, we uh, you know we lost uh, three seniors from the year before and ended up finishing fourth out of ten and won six of our last seven and thought we had a chance to go and win the A10 tournament and really were rolling along very very uh, playing really really well. So yeah, it's a it's a program that we're starting to get back on the national scene. I think we'll be a top 25. We'll probably get a lot of top, uh, possibly top 25 votes next year. We have our whole team returning. We only use, lose one player, Tay Weaver, who is actually from Louisville, who was a uh, a guard force this year that uh, played really well. We got, but other than that, we've got every single player returning, uh, three All Conference players returning. So uh, I've already seen our name pop up in the top 25 in a few polls already uh, for next season. So things are going well. We're just uh, continue to try to get better every year. But St. Louis is treating us great. That's for sure. And I got to see you. You did. Uh, you threw out a first pitch of the Cardinals game. So, did you grow up a Cardinals fan in Western Kentucky or no? I did. I did. Uh, I would say go. I was just a a crazy rabbit fan, but definitely followed the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. One of my best friends growing up uh, was just was one of those rabid uh, Cardinals fans. So uh, I, you know, definitely followed Cardinal baseball and really gotten into it a lot more since I've been there. Uh, last year, going to play, going to play every playoff game at home last season was uh, was definitely a highlight. Had front row seats and was right on the field beside the dugout and went to every game and it was uh, it was a lot a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, there's so much to do in St. Louis, but definitely a Cardinals fan. You perks are crazy, dude. Man, they are crazy, and I tell you, that's, that's amazing. And I tell you what, Travis, we. We love you, and we think a lot of you, man. I, I, we couldn't be more prouder of you. And I tell you what, I, 
And I, I'm five ten myself, and I tell you right now, if you'd been six five, you'd been a, had a hell of an NBA career, man. I tell you, and, uh, and you can't you can't fight genetics, but but what a hell of a coach, and, uh, and happy for you, dude. And, and thank you so much for spending time with us today. You guys, I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys stay safe, uh, stay well, and uh, look forward to doing this again sometime. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. Hopefully we see you coaching in Kentucky someday. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Calipari. I think he's doing an incredible job, and uh, he's got that program in the perfect spot right now, and I'm very proud of where where they're at. So as an alum, uh, Kentucky basketball is in great hands, that's for sure. No doubt Thanks, about Seth. it. No doubt about it. Thanks, sir. Thank you. All right. How about that? Travis Ford on our yep. podcast. <laughs> Damn, I'll tell you right now, dude. Uh, one of the best interviews we've ever had, and we could have talked to him all day, and I don't think it was any hurry. I mean, I think we had to rush him off, and uh, we're going to get him back because I believe he'll, Travis will come back. I didn't, I believe he will. I didn't want to rush him off, you know, but I, I didn't want to keep him too long either because I don't want to ruffle any feathers ever because we like to have these guys back, you know. Right. I think he was on for a good 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely was. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. But what a what a great story. I mean, it's it's amazing in uh, how Western Kentucky influenced his, his life. We got a call coming in. Yeah, let's get him because we got some more guests. It's probably John, I think. But we'll see. Welcome to Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass with Billy and Lee. How you, how you doing, boys? Hey, hey John. John. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, how y'all been doing? Hey, man, you got to step up because you're, you're following up Travis Ford. You're going to be step up to the plate, big man. <laughs> hey, buddy, I can't I can't do what he did, buddy. He's, he's top notch. He's he's one of the best ever played at UK now. Um, this is a really tough situation. I was I was just thinking about the you know, coronavirus, and they had mentioned today um, something about how they're, they're talking about college football, how it might be delayed. Um, I just pray that everything goes back to normal soon. Um, there's a lot of people sick, which I was reading today that a bunch of uh, deaths have went down the last couple of days in New York. So at least that's a positive sign going forward. You know what I mean, boys? Yes, sir, I do, and I will tell you. I know you've been struggling with it like I have. And anytime you need to talk to me, brother, just give me a call, man, because I tell you, I know it's it's just different for all of us, and it's and it's just unusual, and it's hard to deal with. I mean, I even got my kid asking the questions that I can't answer, and it's hard, I mean, because I don't know what to tell her because I've never been in a situation like this, and nobody really has that wasn't around when the Spanish flu, and there ain't many around from the Spanish flu. They'd have to be 105 <laughs> no. years old, you know. They'd have to be pretty old now. Well, you know, the bad thing about it is, guys, and and, and I'm not trying to be some anarchist or anything, but, but, you know, we trust the government and we trust what we're being told from the media outlets and and that's all we can go by. But, you know, to me it just still seems like there's something out there that we're not being told and and how this thing even started. Because it, to me it almost seems like a, 
a germ warfare attack. That's that's from me, and that's my opinion. But I tell you one thing, and I can and and Benny and I talked about this last week, and and I see a lot of regard for this guy. But Andy Bashir has done a great job here in Kentucky, and if we we listen and adhere to what he's sending out and, and what they're requiring us to do. We can minimize this thing down a lot more than it could be. We can, and, you know, it's a lot of people have to be uh, wise about it and use common sense. Like where I live, it's a really small town, and a lot, we common have a lot sense, of small, small businesses, and, right. and it's really hurting them as a whole. And a lot of people are wanting to get back to work because a lot of them can't feed their families. And right now, it's just a tough situation for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, you know. They they deem some things essential that absolutely shouldn't be essential. And I understand why small businesses are getting upset because they they should be allowed to operate under the same guidelines of social distancing. I mean, especially when you're trying to feed your family, right? You know. I, I yeah, think I mean, that's why the liquor stores are still open because this stuff will drive you crazy. I think you know being a little bit drink, yes, it takes <laughs> uh, That was, that was drank, good, man. I've drank more in the last three weeks than I've drank in my life, and I'm Don't talking about back Benny, in my party. He'll be drinking the bourbon before it's over. <laughs> I'm drinking the bourbon right now. <laughs> uh, I was just wanting to talk a little bit about the the Hagens today. Um, he declared for the draft a little bit. Um, you know, I was looking at some of the mock drafts. I just don't I don't see where he's going to be picked. To be honest, I just the the main thing is hurting Hagen. I do. Hey, I think John. I think it's hurt. But what do you what do you think? I mean, okay, so. We can go I, – I know what you're saying, okay, and, and I want to cut in because I want us all to talk this thing, and, and you guys cut in any time you want. But Hagen's, to me, is he ready? No, man, He. I think he overloaded himself and he got into his own head this year. But you think about uh, – you think back to Rajon Rondo, and Rajon Rondo was a great cosplayer, but he had some issues. Him and Tubby butted his a lot of times, and – Rajon kind of went into that funk, too, but he ended up turning into one of the best NBA guards we've ever seen. And I, I can kind of relate that a little bit to Ashton. I think Ashton's going to be a great NBA guard because he has the tools and the skills. I'm not necessarily agreeing he's ready to go right now, but I think he's going to have a good NBA career versus some of the guys that left early before. How do I say and, this in a nice way? I'm trying. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to catch you off. But in a nice way, how do I say this? Uh, it seems to me that, that that Rondo had a much higher. I mean, he was arrogant, and he was he was kind of an asshole at times. Let's just be honest. But he had a much higher basketball IQ than what Hagen's does. Hagen's the problem with Hagen's. I, I watched him the last what two years here. He gets reckless. Like he'll go in the lane and he'll get out. He's out of control, and there'll be games where he'll play real good and then he'll play real bad. Like the first part of the season, he was doing great, and what was it? The last seven games or eight, he just completely went down a hill all of a sudden. And he's a good defensive player. I mean, he's outstanding on defensive end. He saved us. What was it last year against North Carolina? He played one of the best games of the year and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. 
it's just like you don't know what you're going to get with Higgins. It's just it's a, a point, point A, point B. You just don't know. And the main thing that I feel like is going to hurt Higgins, and um, Lee can vouch for this a little bit, is his jump shot. Is the way his his shot. He he does not have a good shot, in my opinion. He's going to have to work on that if he wants to be in the NBA and wants to go far. I just I feel like defense can carry you a little ways, but you got to at least have some kind of some kind of jumper, some kind of jump shot that can you know take off what you do on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I think. When you look at Rondo, he didn't have much of a jump shot either. But his jump shot's not bad now. I mean, it's not great. It's not not nearly as bad as it was. But I think if you're going to go into the NBA and you are, you're going to not be able to shoot very well. I think you've got to have a, you've got to have something else that you're really good at. And I, and, and while he's good defensively, I was talking to somebody the other day. I actually think Emmanuel Quickly is a better defender than Ashton Hayes all around. He don't get in the passing lanes as well. He doesn't come up with as many steals. But but Ashton gets blown by a lot. I think Ashton needed another year. I really do because the way it ended, that hurt his stock a little because, you know, I think he got a little bit jealous of the success that Nick and uh, and Quickly had. And I think that's yeah. what his problem was. I mean, that's just that's me. Being, I mean, being a former basketball player, not at that level, don't get me wrong, and being part of a lot of different teams, I think sometimes other people's success, if you don't play your role, becomes jealousy. Yes. He wanted to be the man, obviously. He wanted to be the man. And when, when he was the man, he, he – he, he, he shined, you know, and when he had to, you know, accept that he was second and third man, I mean, it, you you could see it happening. I mean, it developed all season long. First it was with Nick, and then it was with Emmanuel. And, but that was because Ashton was regressing because of his own self, you know, and, and, and we all saw that. It, it's obvious. It's right there in black and white. You know, and Travis Ford, I was listening to the um, interview with him, with him, and he said it just plain as day. Everybody knew the role. Everybody knew yep. what to do, where to go, how to do it, and, and the Tino coach. I think a lot of times that these players, they want to be the hero, they want to be the man, you know, they want to play one-on-one ball, and that don't work when you're playing basketball. I mean, it can, it can work because you'll get accolades, but at the end of the day, it's a team game. And I feel like you know, as a team, you gotta you gotta be you know you gotta be unselfish and and think of your teammate more than you think of yourself. Here's the thing, guys. Back in that day, freshmen did not play like that. They did not have to. And when you're dealing with younger people, you're gonna have more feelings because you know you know what I mean because when you. When you're a junior or senior and you've done been through the battle and you've done been called everything you can think of by a coach, you're not going to be as emotional and you're not going to have as many things that bother you because you're worried about winning. And let's be honest, let's be real. These freshman phenoms, yes, they're great, but they're not developed in a way that a junior or senior would be developed mentally. 
I agree with you. And I, I also go back on that with uh, – we did an interview when I was working at Wildcat Sports Talk with Rodney Dent. And Rodney Dent said the same thing. He said, you know, when we was when we was playing, NBA wasn't even a thing. Like, he said it, it was there, but we wasn't worried about the NBA. Like, we didn't care about the pros or whatnot because we wanted to play ball. And now it's got into these kids' heads that if I come to Kentucky and I don't get to go pro after two years, I'm not good enough. And that, that's a bad way to look at things, in my opinion. I feel like that these kids need to be – you know, groomed and developed and just let them know that, you know what, if you play hard enough and you do well enough, you'll go to the NBA. You just got to make make an effort to get to that point. And I think Nick Richards showed us that a little bit. And, you know, still, you know, I look at Amen, a lot of players that, that, that didn't start until late. And, and, you know, it, it's there are a lot of these players that have come to Kentucky that didn't have basketball until late in their life. And, you know, we can talk about a lot of things, guys, and, and, and you know as well as I do. Okay, but this, all right, let's just dissect this a little bit because I feel like doing that right now. So you take Travis Ford, and, you know, you've got a guy that's 5'9", uh, and they, they can say he's 5'10", and, and that's my size. Okay, I'm not picking on him. We're the same size. You take somebody like that. You look, look at what he did at Kentucky, and then you can take somebody like Nick Richards with his size and his skills, and he was a big soccer player and where he came in there. And But, but guys, what those two players have to me is, is heart. They've got hustle, and they've got determination. And they're not going to let anything stop them from doing what they do. And, and everything Travis Ford did was because he loved the game of basketball. He loved it to the point that he would give anything for it, okay? I think that's what Nick Richards has too. And I think that's what – I don't think Ashton Higgins has it. I don't think Rajon Rondo really actually even had it. It, it. Maybe at some point he did. But but that's what I'm talking about. you got to have – Roger Harden had it. Roger Harden had it. Hell, yeah. You know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm Just saying. There's a toughness inside you. There's a toughness imagine inside you. Rondo and and Hagen's as seniors. Here's the problem, and I'm not trying to be mean. Here's the problem with leaving before you're ready to go. You don't completely develop, and they're going to throw you in the G League, and they want to holler. They want to say that they can develop players in the G League. But they cannot develop players like the top college basketball coaches because I'm going to tell you a little secret. The top college basketball coaches are as good as the top NBA basketball coaches. Imagine Hagens and Rondo as seniors, how far ahead of the game they would be when they went to the NBA. And sometimes, like Teague, Teague was an awesome freshman point guard. But had he come back, he would still be in the NBA today. I guarantee it. Another year helps these kids. Like I'll, I'll mention a little bit on Rondo. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Rondo, but he he's put on the blue and white. But I think a lot of the Rondo uh, flashbacks are where him and Tubby, you know, Tubby, I, I think Tubby kind of held him back a little bit when he played. 
because he wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do because Rondo wanted to run and gun. Did you notice in a couple of games there, he wanted to do his own thing, and Tubby kind of let him – he laid him back to where he couldn't do what he wanted to do. I think Tubby held that team back a little bit. That What was it, Chuck Hayes and them when they went to the yep. uh, Final Four? Or no, it was Elite Eight when they played Michigan State. Because if you notice in some of them games – when they run fast with Rondo at point, it was like a whole different team. But when they slowed it down, they looked like a whole different team. They would, they wouldn't. I don't know how you say it. They just wouldn't. Um, I don't know. It's. Tell me what I, I felt like he held him back a little bit. Go ahead, Lee. Sorry. No, I mean just Tubby. Tubby was that poor coach. I'm not. No, it's a. But you know. Tubby believed in his defenses, and he, he wanted to play. He wanted to play half court. He wanted to play, you know, one side or the other. And he, he, he Tubby was a grinded out coach. He, he never was a run and gun coach, and you know, and I think that's what was one of the biggest turnoffs with Big Blue Nation with Tubby was that he didn't get up and down the court good. Man, his defenses were amazing, and man, he could run some offense, but. It was grinding out games, and, and, and maybe we had better talent and, and talent more suited for running it up the, down the court, but we didn't do it, you know, and that, I think that's what the turnoff was. I'll say to this day. Go ahead. I'll go after you. I'll say to this day, that team that lost to UAB in the round of 32 that had the backwards pass and all the trick shots, that was the most heart- heartbreaking game in the world. But that team, I'll just say to this day, I don't know how they didn't win the national championship. They had Kalina Ozabuki, they had Eric Daniels, they had uh, Gerald Fitch, Antoine Barber. That was a loaded team and lost in the round of 32. And if I remember correctly, didn't they win 18 straight SEC games that year? Yeah, we I had like Fitch, Hawkins, and Daniels. We had Fitch, Hawkins, and Daniels. Yeah, and... and yeah, and uh, and hometown uh, Hopkinsville guys won Barber. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they won. I think they won eighteen games in a row in the SEC. Tubby yep, ever they had. That was probably the best team Tubby ever had. Yes, sir. I don't know. The best team. It was, I'm it, 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 this is either that team. team or the Bogans team. The one where Bogans. That's the got one hurt. I'm thinking of. The one that lost to oh, Wayne Wade. That's but, the best team. Wayne Wade and Marquette. He ever yeah. had. That was a Bogan, bad Bogan game. Bogan Hayes, Kamara, man. I mean, you talk about man. You talk about some great hey, things. I let me tell you, the forgotten guy. The forgotten guy. Everybody forgets about Marquise Estel. That dude was a scoring machine. Inside, you remember him having forty-six points against Wisconsin in the Sweet Sixteen? <laughs> yes, sir. That was yeah. a big game. Marquise. And remember, if you remember. Hey. Bogans got hurt and he and he come right in and he filled the void. But even with a healthy Bogans, I still say it. I've talked to my dad about it the other day. Actually, to this day, with a healthy Bogans, I still don't think we beat Marquette with the way Dwayne Wade played. Not, not the way Wade played that night. He was gonna be anybody. They couldn't find a stop. He was gonna be anybody stop. that night. I remember. Here's here's my expertise, guys. Y'all can laugh at me after this. I remember saying. Hell, well, Dwayne White will never be anything in the NBA because he's not big enough. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That was probably my most wrong prediction ever. <laughs> and what was so bad well, about it was Wade wasn't the one that bit, beat you on the three pointers. It was the Travis Diener kid, um, yeah. the white yeah. boy. Yep. He had, and you he know, had four threes in the first half that burnt Kentucky up. 
but you know, and then that's not unlike uh, Jamal Mashburn, man. Just pure talent. And them guys, the guys you can't stop. And, and Dwayne Wade was definitely one of those guys. He was. Uh, you know, now that Dwayne Wade become here's me. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but that game doesn't hurt me as much now that I see what Dwayne Wade actually was. It wasn't just a fluke that he come out there and went off. Dwayne Wade was a superstar. And and I thought you all were talking about earlier. As I was going to talk about the uh, how you guys and there's a lot of teams that slow it down. Calipari's wanted that too. You talk about the tubby slowing it down and not letting Rondo run. Look, if me, you, or Lee were the coach, we'd let them run, but we'd be out by the Sweet Sixteen because all we would do was run. <laughs> you know, all you do is score. That's right. Those guys. Know what they're doing, and nine out of ten times it works. That's like Calipari. If you really get to thinking about it, the only game that really killed us to slow it down, damn Wisconsin game. Well, and and as you mentioned that, I was just getting ready. You took the words right out of my mouth. To this day, this is God witness and everybody. To this day, I haven't even watched that game again or even talked about it until you brought it up. I haven't rewatched that whole game until we lost because I remember exactly we was up what four with what four minutes six. ago six. six it was six <laughs> and I I still blame the Harrison twins why Booker wasn't in the game I don't know that's my opinion I mean I felt like Booker was getting abused on defense but Booker was the better shooter bad that's the only reason he wasn't in the game man I'm telling you it was cause his defense. The Twins, they get a bad rap from everybody. And I understand they do. that they're not as glamorous as what Booker is now. But Booker was not Booker now. He, you know what I'm saying? He was not. He, he wasn't even really that good a shooter at Kentucky. I mean, he, he had streaks, but he wasn't really that great a shooter. How that team didn't win at all, never know. No. They, they were so low by <laughs> And, and, and when you guys said that about Marquise to steal, I mean, yeah, man, guys, if you're going to Sheree Thomas, how many unforgettable heroes we had at Kentucky? You know, that, 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 that should be a challenge for us right here, those three guys to come up with. You know, if you laid out, I, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to challenge myself to lay out every player ever at Kentucky. And you really look at that list of people, and, and you know, whether they have a successful NBA career or not, man, what they meant to Kentucky basketball, that, that's what means how, everything. How, crazy, many big man. Shots, how many big shots did Cameron Mills make? Oh, I mean, man. No kidding. I mean, nobody talks about Cameron. I'll no. give you another one. I'll give you another one in the Cal Perry area. What about Dominique Hawkins? Oh, Dominic's that boy played. He's one of my favorites. What about Dominic. Deron Wade? I know. Julius Randle. Oh, yeah, Julius I know. Julius freaking Randle is forgotten here. He but, Matt, but, but Randle had, but Randle's had pretty good NBA career, though. Right, that's true. He's starting yeah. to, is what I mean. He's starting to get there. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Man, man you guys, hey, Think about Antoine Barber. We heard his name mentioned earlier. And then, uh, oh, oh, man, who's another kid? 
Yeah, man. Well, what about Jared Prickett? He mentioned Travis Ford. Jared Prickett wouldn't. He was just a role player. Andre Andre Riddick. Andre Riddick. I think Prickett still got a record for rebounds in a game. I really do. I may be wrong, but I think Prickett still got it. Andre Riddick. Rodney, Rodney, Dean, Andre Riddick, uh, Roger Rowe. I'll name you. I'll name yeah. you one that nobody right. even remembers. I, I asked this guy the other day who he was. And he couldn't even tell me. It was Ron Mercer? Ron oh Mercer. Ron, Ron Mercer. Was been, the biggest disappointment for the NBA in Kentucky history, probably. Ron Mercer was an absolute up. steal for for um, Patino. I've been talking to Ron Mercer. We're trying to get him on the show and. And then you've got Antoine Walker, and I mean, we everybody knows Antoine, but Rob Murphy's a really good guy. Good He's a really good Robbie good Moss. Fella. Robbie Moss. Uh, Robbie Moss. And then you, you got uh, uh, Junior Braddy. Junior Braddy. Whoever talks about Junior Braddy? And, and you no, know what? Nolan Junior. Richardson hated Junior Braddy. Well, he was an Arkansas Hall killer. I'll say this real quick. Um, before I get off with y'all, um, I was just want to, I got a new job at, uh, fifth, fifth quarter. It's a, uh, college football site and I'll, I'll be doing, I'll be covering some SEC. So, um, if y'all don't follow me, it's, uh, FQ underscore SEC. Um, it's just a small job right now, but it can turn into something big. It's just a dream of mine. Like, like you all boys did. Hell yeah. I'm trying to work I'm trying to work on a SEC podcast right now for football. Basketball will come later, but it's more of a football page, but right now we're just working on the football side of things. And uh, it's it's a tough situation right now like we was talking about with the coronavirus and if we'll be able to even play football, but let's let's just pray that we get to that point because I go to usually every home game and It'd be sad sitting at the house with no football this year. There'll be a lot of people sad. Well, John, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, humbled, I'm humbled and I'm thankful that you even think that we're somebody because we are nobody. Me and me are nobody, buddy. You're, you're, you're my buddies, you're BBN. And I'll say this real quick. Um, I was looking last night, this recruiting class um, coming in with uh, B.J. Boston and Terrence Clark and Lance Ware. And uh, ask you, I was looking at rankings-wise, and I was breaking them down. And I feel like that this could be Cal Perry's best class since 2015. And that's saying yeah, I agree a lot. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next year. Write this down. If we get to play basketball, they're going to struggle early. They're going to they be fucking great oh, late. <laughs> I'm telling you, they got stars. They got two top five uh, recruits on this team, and we may end up with another one or two. We just got to hold on and see. But I really doubt I'll just say this. to go grad transfer route. To everybody out there on the airwaves, if you ain't never watched B.J. Boston play basketball, y'all well, go look him, him up. Oh, my goodness. He's a scorer. He's lethal. He can do, he can do it. He can do everything. And Terrence Clark is wrecked ahead of him, but I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't either. I'm I'm wondering about them rankings because B.J. Boston is maybe one of the best players I've ever seen in a long time. The only problem I have with B.J. is he's so little. I mean, he's long, but he's skinny. And I wonder if he's going to get beat 
beat up in the SEC. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, I appreciate you boys for letting me come on and talk a little basketball. And um, I pray that everybody out there is safe and and, uh, you stay in. And if you can't find nothing to do, watch reruns of – I've been watching reruns of CSI. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite shows. I watch CSI. uh, John, John, you're a brother, buddy. Anything we can do to help you, let us know. We're all in this together, guys. Oh, buddy, we're right. we're going to hang tough no. until. Yes, sir. I just want you to know, brother. I think a lot of you. I really do. If you have any, problems, I think a lot man, of you too, Benny, and uh, stay stay close me, on the bourbon. Hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to drink too much, but sometimes I call it. Hey, don't drink too much when you get on air, because you might Damn. splitter splatter your words together now. <laughs> this them. I'm gonna tell you something, guys. This them. Sack shoes, man. She starts. She throws these recipe pictures. You guys follow her, I know you do, because she throws these recipes out there. And the other day, she's shaking up margaritas or something, drinks and shaking them things all over. I, I thought I was watching. Who, who, who is this now? Sack shoes. I can't quit watching it. She, she's shaking them <laughs> oh, things. Oh yeah, all she. Over. I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she'll cause me get. She'll cause me to drink. <laughs> she's gonna cause me to get a second divorce. Oh, you boys be good. Go cat. Hey, go cat. Go cat. Hey, you're not allowed to talk that word on this show because I'm still recovering what? from the first one. Well, I'll the second one. <laughs> what was I supposed to what, what can I say? Shaking it or, or divorce? Divorce. I don't want to talk about divorce. No, so, I just finished my first one and it ain't good. Hey. The first one was 19, the second one was 30. And let me tell you, I will, I I will to... fucking leave the country before I have enough. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now, I tried to get her on the show. And and she, she said uh, her hashtag on Twitter is at S-A-K underscore shoes. And and I think she's I think she's tied in with the girls that do uh, the Kentucky Taste Buds and 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 our good friends there and Lee and them Lee yeah Mother Lee and uh, she's, I think they're sisters I don't know but man the other day she put one on there I was like man girl are you, what are you doing it's coronavirus has us all in right now she. She, it was it was no different than watching a, a a whole season of Baywatch. What she did there was crazy. It, it's I, unreal. But you remember I, when when I was talking about going on this cruise, and we were kind of laughing at this shit, me and you, and yeah. how bad a ta- how bad a take that it was at this time. Me and my wife yeah. talked about that yesterday. If we had it was to a do joke. Over, it was a joke at that time. It was kind of a joke at that time. Like, we didn't know what we yeah. thought. We all whatever. Yeah. We were talking about that the, yesterday. Would we go if we knew what we knew now? And I, was, I said no. But my wife yeah. was like, yeah, I'd go. Because I, I, she had never seen the ocean. She had never. I mean, I've been in 48 states in Canada myself. I, I've seen enough. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I just. I'm 43 years old, man, and I've seen so many people in their 40s dying from this stuff. I'm freaking yeah. scared. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I, I'm. Well, they don't scared. have an age limit. They used to. They were saying it was all older people. 
But not now. There's no, a, it's all there's English. There's a guy in Ashland, and I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. But he had three kids, wife. He was a sole supporter. He's 49 years old, Lee. Never had a hell. And I've got, I'm going to tell you something. I probably shouldn't even say this on there. I've got diabetes. I've got high blood pressure. I am not exactly your living. Uh, I go back and forth, man. Here's the thing. Like like next year, I'll probably lose 100 pounds and get in shape. But, but I'm so bad once I do it. At going back to my old ways, you know what I mean, and I, I'll gain a hundred pounds. Like, I, like I, I don't care. I'm not ashamed of it. It's just who I am. I have what you call, I guess, I'm like addictive personality, whatever. Like I'll go, I'll go for a year and I won't eat shit, and I'll lose a hundred pounds, and I'll go for a year and I'll eat everything in sight. <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. I mean, I'm kind of that way. And- when when are you put on weight anyway? I think most people do, you know, unless you're active. And this disease, this, this virus, has no age limit. I mean, they were at first saying it was mostly older people and, and with pre-existing health issues, but I don't agree anymore. Are we? We're almost out of time. Did Jerry Lawrence not ever call in? I don't guess we ever heard from Jerry. No, we sure didn't. I forgot Jerry was even calling. Actually, we got to talk to these other. Well, we got somebody calling now. Let's see who it is. That's probably Jerry. Welcome to Kentucky Basketball Across the Bluegrass. You're on with Benny and Lee. How's it going? Hey, Benny and Lee. This is Vinny Hardy. I'm sorry I'm not Jerry. Vinny. <laughs> Vinny. I'll tell you what, That's Vinny. A- I, I will tell you this. I wish you had won the Dan Issel jersey. That's that's the only reason we haven't had this guy on. But I, I would have been happy hey. if you won it, Ben won it, or I won it. Very happy if I'd have won a Dan Issel jersey. Lee, don't tell Jerry, but I'm glad that Vinny called because I love Vinny. He's one of my favorites. I, <laughs> I meant to listen right at the start and got held up and doing other stuff, but when I just flipped on, Benny, man, sounds like you you on that. Oprah and Luther Vandross diet, gaining weight, losing weight, eating skinny, big, little. Sound like you just kind of fluctuating around like Oprah used to. Remember how she'd be big one year and little the next? That's the way I am, Benny. There ain't no sense of lying about it. Like, like I'll go, I really do. Like, right now, I'll probably, I'll be honest with you all, I'll probably weigh 300 pounds right now. But last year, this time, I weighed 200. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the way I am. I go back and forth. Like, I used to be an athlete, but I am – fishing is not athletic. I'm just going to tell you all. That's all I do. Oh, hell no. <laughs> well, you, you did say – Hey, you burn more calories – you burn more calories cooking your fish than you do catching <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Oh, man. Well, you said you might have used to be an athlete, but you, you said in our poll the other day – you said it didn't matter where you were shooting from, corner, wing, top of the You said you'd always make it. Right? You still got that right. shot. I'll like. tell you right now, I still got that shot. And ask my boys if you don't believe me. I ain't, I can't guard <laughs> nobody. I couldn't guard Oprah. I'll just tell you. If I got out, make the shot. <laughs> <laughs> you get well, scored on, you get back be- on the other end. <laughs> I, I'd like to take all you guys on in a game of horse. I'll tell you that. We, we're going to do a game that's, of horse one of these days. 
you're going to lose, yeah. brother. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> no, I'm not losing. I guarantee you I'm not losing. I guarantee you we can talk about because I'm not losing that game. Oh, I'm not losing I'm that guessing, game, Benny. I'm guessing Benny oh, already right. can shoot. <laughs> just from listening to hey, him talk, I, I bet I, you he can shoot. I'm too little begging balls, but I'll win that horse contest. That's what the NBA is doing right now. We might as well have us one. That's all the NBA is doing here lately. You think you can get Terry and all four of us going to horse contest at the winter prize dinner? Well, we have to be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Of course. That'd be fun as hell. We'd have to find a way to meet. You guys, gonna have me out there on my, my, you guys are going to have me out there working on my Rick Barry and Pete Maravich shots again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. you think I will make one rule. No dunking. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't dunk in my heyday. Jeez. Oh, um, man. Um, you know, I could jump from my side, but I was always below the rim. So I ain't no worries there. <laughs> God dang. No I've seen Terry wearing that Kobe. He might be able to dunk, but, but I doubt it. <laughs> At this don't, point. Don't, don't think, earlier days. Yeah. The only thing, guys, we're going to be dunking is, uh, is 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 some donuts and our coffee at the Krispy Kreme the next day. That's it. <laughs> be dunking those with authority. So what do y'all got going on over at Ken Talks Wednesday right now? I, I listened to you guys the other day, but you got anything big coming up, or you just like us, you just feeling it through week by week. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any, no gifts spread that far out in advance. I'll probably try to get somebody tomorrow and uh, see how that goes. And if not, you know, you kind of get some random stuff, talk about some past games, whatever. Little new stuff happening week to week, and you know, just it's you know, you gotta try to kind of fill your little spot. We don't have time, but we still end up having plenty of stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we can find a way to fill time. <laughs> yeah, Benny, what are you guys doing? Get, give us a give us a, a day to day thing. What are you guys doing at your home? Oh, I'm still having to kind of be out and about where I'm at, like, like Benny, they're deemed it essential, but. My wife and boys are here, and when it's sunny, they get outside. When it's raining and stuff, they'll get creative and, and do fun stuff in the house. And uh, you know, it's when it does quit raining. Now it's mowing season, so I'm staying on top of that when I get home from work. And yeah. uh, they was planting some grass and some bare spots yesterday, so they got the yard looking good. You know, just that. Stuff that you need to do around the house you've been putting off it <laughs> gives you time to catch up on that kind of stuff. Well, I'm gonna ask you because uh, I don't think you've got anybody that can fire you. But what do you think about the football season? Are we gonna see the football season or even the basketball season this coming year? Well, what is you know everybody kind of. Wrapped their head around losing the tournament. You know, everybody wrapped their head around losing the tournament and the March Madness getting canceled. But now everybody's kind of in denial about the fact that, oh, surely we're going to lose football. But when they just converted the Nutter practice facility to where it can be accepting beds, 
That's, that's exactly what I reality thought. Kind of sets in. <laughs> yeah, sure, you want to have football season, and that you know that revenue is important. But what good is that if if nobody's healthy enough to do nothing with it? You know. Here's my question on that. Yeah. Do these do these teams and, and athletic departments not have insurance on that? I'll guarantee you they do. I mean they have to because they they have to think you know, they have to think more than ahead than what Lee and I do. We think one day ahead. When we got Travis Ford we was high fiving each other from across the country, you know, across the state. But I'm just yeah. I have to go back and listen they to gotta that, have, for sure. They gotta have uh they gotta have insurance on this season, right? Or a rainy day fund, or, or something. Sure, they haven't spent everything they made every year. <laughs> <laughs> they pay these guys. I, I, I thought it was crazy when I heard that the the NBA was talking about taking a fifty percent pay cut. And I know everybody's like these guys make tons of money, but fifty percent, dog. Man, there ain't no way in hell I could take a fifty percent pay cut. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, you know, it's some guys would be able to handle it, and then you know, there's some that would be struggling <laughs> if that happened to them. As much as they make, there's some that would still be in a pickle. Well, you know, if they man, those low end, those low end guys, they ain't making. I mean, they're making more money than us, probably, but they ain't making no money. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're a two way guy or. <laughs> First contract guy, you ain't too young to be saving and being in position to handle it. That's that kind of blow. They, no, they're not. They're not making as much money as us podcast guys are. They? <laughs> oh no! I hope they are. Oh Lord! No. <laughs> I hope they are. <laughs> yeah, you, you, come on, guys, man. You talk about eating on crumbs, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be yeah, a lot Lord. of macaroni and cheese, ain't they? Yeah. Yeah. Vinny, Vinny, I'll tell you right now, you, you, you and Terry Brown. Terry Brown had to send me some St. Louis Billigan stuff today, but you know what? A great cause. That's where that's where his girl went, and and it, amazing. And uh, man, you guys keep doing what you're doing because man, you guys are you you are, you are our brothers. I mean that. And uh, you yeah, guys keep doing a good you show. Really you had a good show the Wait. other day. Good show Wednesday. Yeah, awesome show yeah. Wednesday. I'm gonna oh, try man, to we, we had a ball. We we appreciate it. We're we're in this together, and, and we just two regular guys like y'all. Uh, we had a ton of fun. We got was able to get Devonte Robinson on last Wednesday. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, he's coming back from injury, and Henry Clay kid, Kentucky kid, turned down Louisville, Georgia, Notre Dame to stay home and. Uh, it was just fun getting his perspective and just a just a level-headed young dude, man. And I, I, whenever the season I, does start, I would be happy to see him get back out there uh, whenever yeah, we get how, to play again. How, how are these kids yeah, holding up to this? I mean, what what's it doing to these these younger kids? I mean, I, do they feel invincible? They might word of them, man. I, 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 I'm living in a house right now. I got there's an 18 year old here that just just don't think the coronavirus can affect you like this. <laughs> Yeah, I got that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, he seemed to be, you know, trying to stay in shape as best they could, and you know, coaches communicating and sending them workouts they could do from home. You know, is trying to adapt as best they could. Uh, and and he's, you know, he's still young, but he's not a senior in high school anymore. Been around for a little bit as far as that goes, but uh, he was just trying to take it all in stride and. 
looking forward to getting cleared, you know, from his injury and, and getting back out there. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun talking with him. We talked about his track days, uh, talked about a lot of cool topics with him. So it was fun to chat with him. But we just we just have fun week to week like y'all. Try to get better every show and and uh, you know we all doing this thing together, man. Hey, we just hope someday we can be as good as y'all. But y'all did a hell of a job. No, oh my God. Because no, because I I know how it is interviewing a young guy like it. And she's like, yes, no. But y'all, yeah. y'all made him talk, and you did a good job, man. Because I wondered about that when I heard you had him on, like, how hard the interview is that going to be? And you did have to drag it out of him, but you got it out of him. <laughs> I was trying. You, there's, you, there's, a couple, there's a couple where I knew. <laughs> there's a couple where I asked him right off the bat, and I knew as I, as I was asking it, this is going to be your yes or no question, and I should have <laughs> phrased it different. But for the most part, <laughs> We had a pretty good back and forth. So uh, I know his parents was listening. His dad followed the show on Twitter, and so that was kind of cool. So hope everybody enjoyed it because uh, we had fun. I took well, him after and told him how much fun we had, and, and he, he seemed to enjoy it too. So it was really nice. Hey, man, it's all about asking open-ended questions. You got to. And from an interviewing standpoint, where I'm at in manufacturing, that's is in management. And but I'll tell you one thing, and I'll tell you this, Vinny. And and I am on I am on Benny's ass every damn day about getting the music like you guys have, and and, and he's like, man, me, man, you don't you is downloading blah 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 blah. I don't want. Yeah, I said, Benny, I want to I want to sound like them guys, man. They got the music and all that going on, and we we got to cut some stuff in there for Roger Harden, man. I'll tell you what. So I'll tell you what happened with that. Man, that's right. That's right. We got to get Roger back on too. Matter of fact, but as far as our music, this was let's see. My youngest boy is seven, and for whatever reason, right before he's about to be born, you know, you're not fooling with Twitter. You're just you know back for the hospital, that whole thing. And when we got back home a few days later, it was his husband and wife singing group from Seattle that had followed us on Twitter and so I followed them back and then just kind of got the DMing back and forth and I played some of their music and it sounded good and it, it was um, Crystal and Mario Sweet is their name and so they were like the first guests and they're not like huge huge famous but they're R&B husband and wife singing group singing duo and I DMed them to see if they wanted to come on the show and they did from Seattle, this is like about seven years ago, six, seven years ago. And then listening to their music, I just kind of asked permission, could we play their stuff on the show? Because they owned all their music. And they were like, yeah, you can play any song y'all want of ours. So that's pretty much the bulk of our whole catalog of music is their first couple of CDs they came out with. Well, ever since Roger Harden tweeted about B.B. BB and C.C. Winans, I've been on them to get them on the show. And, and play their music and and uh, so Roger, if you're listening to us, I, I've been working my tail off, and they, they're one of the hardest gets. It, they're harder to get than Jamal Mashburn, man. I'm I'm serious. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all pulling some good here. gifts here lately, though. Y'all pulling some, oh, good, glad, some good gifts, though. I'm glad Penny's on here. I'm glad, man. I can, I, can pull, I can pull the rabbit out of the hat every now and then. 
I mean, Cotton Nash, Bobby Blaze, the lady from Rush. Y'all got some good guests. <laughs> See, I don't even know if I'm allowed to play Rush. Because Vinny can tell you. Vinny can tell you, brother, so you know I'm not bullshit. <laughs> the royalties are a bitch in this shit. You got to be careful what you play. Because there's yeah. all kinds yeah, of songs I'd, I'd like yeah. to play. Yeah, well, yeah. all I know is when they come at me, I'm going to say, got to go see Vinny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going I'm to talk to bro. I'm gonna talk to Vinny and see <laughs> see what the heck I can play here in the next week or two, so yeah. so I can get you some oh, music. Yeah. He he's a music crazed man, but he don't like none of my music. <laughs> man, what do you what do you what do you like? What do you like? I like a lot man, of stuff. What do you like, dude? I oh, like from, man. Ken, from Kenny Rogers to Snoop Dogg. Man, I'm all over the place. And Shaq, oh yeah, dudes. Vinny, yeah. and I grew up in I grew up working in a music store. I, I love man. I'm take. Hey, you want to listen to today? I listen to Cajun music today. I mean, I listen to some Swamp Bayou stuff. I listen to some blues. Clarence Gatemouth Brown. Uh, oh man, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, and and I listen to Van Halen. I mean, I'm all over the place too. Crazy, crazy. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang today, man. Cool in the gang. Listen right, to some of that. I can listen to Led Zeppelin. I can listen to all that stuff. I just wrote an article that's about Bill Withers today, so y'all have to check that out. I just tweeted out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah, check yeah. that out, man. Yeah. He has some good music, man. I like all kinds of people, man. I mean, I even listen to Dolly Parton. I don't want to say it on the air or nothing, but I do. I, I like all <laughs> kinds of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but it's just music Music right now is helpful. I mean, you know what I mean? Like Tyler Childers. Oh, yeah. That's the it's drinking music, man. I just I sit there and I like I was saying. I couldn't, I couldn't ever I couldn't ever tune Dolly Parton in on the radio, man. It's like uh every time I went to the reach for the radio the the dial on the radio, man, it's like these big headlights in my way. Beam on high beam. I don't know. <laughs> I well, it's just that's just how it is, you know, I know what you're talking about. But yeah. Just I really to get to the dial. Man. I understand. <laughs> I don't want to. We, we already went over. Like I said, I'm gonna try to call Wednesday, but I got to work till five. So sometimes my reception on the road ain't too well. I got like an hour and a half drive to work. Yeah, it's fun every day. But oh, you know, you got to oh, do what okay. you got to do to pay the bills. But, <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh, I For appreciate sure. you calling in, brother man. And like I said, y'all are. We look up to you guys. We love y'all's show. And y'all always been good to us, and we appreciate it, man. We really do. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Have a good rest of what's left of your weekend and a good week starting tomorrow. Thanks, Vinny. Stay safe, brother. Team Kentucky. All right. Team Kentucky. Later, brother. Peace.